You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I have Orla Power. No, we are not related, but yes, we are on the same mindset. We have <laughs> most certainly herself, who is a holistic chef. She's based in County Wexford. And as a result of that, she is studying culinary arts up in TU Dublin. Hello, Orla, and say hello to the listeners. Hi, everybody. How are you? And hi, Coleman. How are you again? Lovely to see you. Myself and Orla touch base there, and we're going to further expand on at an event there very recently in uh, Wicklow. But uh, before we get into that, I suppose being uh, someone who is really interested in food and preparing the best foods going forward, you maybe tell me a little bit about uh, how you got into, I suppose, uh, holistic cooking and your own background in itself. Okay, so I think for me, food has always been like my love. Do you know, even when since I was a kid, I was always really into kind of, you know, eating well and like didn't really like kind of processed foods and junk foods and stuff like that. So for me, it's always been like my love and my passion. And I remember you know like my friends and family used to say to me for years oh god stop you're making me hungry every time we talk because I'd just be talking about food constantly and um you know I suppose over the years I remember I was working in an art studio in a ceramic art studio for five years and I'd always be bringing them in stuff and I used to do little markets and stuff as well kind of doing vegan chocolates and treats and stuff like that and then um I decided that I'd like to go back as a mature student and study something. And I was like, well, what am I going to study? Like, you know what I mean? And, and I then I just, well, food, you know, but I was a little bit worried, obviously, about turning my passion into <laughs> reality <laughs> every day. But you know what? It was the best decision that I've ever made. Um, so I went back to, uh, it was Cahill Brewer Street at the time and started my degree in culinary arts there. But also within that time and before it, I've done so many different courses in like raw food, vegan food, Ayurvedic cooking. Like if I travel, I love to travel. And anytime I go away, I just, I, you know, I well like eat as much as I can of local cuisine, but also like to do cooking classes and stuff like that. So I'm just mad about food, really. <laughs> and um, I, I even know that you do and have done previously likes of a combination of either foraging and cooking for people even expand yeah. on that i suppose we're coming into the likes of spring and most yeah. wild garlic wouldn't be a million miles away when this podcast comes out yeah it's actually do you know what i've seen some of my friends like on instagram have have shared one or two that they've actually seen some of it already which just shows you the, the mild winter that we've had but um yeah that's always been a big part of it for me as well like i just i love being outdoors and i love you know, like within the seasons, there's so much to offer. My friends always laugh at me saying I'm always in the ditches picking stuff. Do you know what I mean? But like we can eat in season as well. You know what I mean? Little things like exactly coming up now, like you've got your wild garlic. You can make lovely oils, pestos, you know, lots of different things from your wild garlic moving into the summer. I mean, it's just such an abundance. I love like, you know, hawthorn berries, rose hips, the elderflower in summer to make lovely cordials. Then you've got the elderberry. And I always find that like things that grow around us 
like they're they're made for us in the season so like in terms of like elderberry and stuff like that it's kind of at the end of summer and then that's going to give you all you, you know the vitamins and the stuff that you need kind of in the change of that season so it's really interesting you know like when you kind of start to look into things like that and and what we have grown around us and and how interlinked it is you know yeah i suppose that key point of the likes of food being medicine like the idea that yeah the, a high percentage of the garlic that we're getting here in ireland is shipped halfway across the world i know i know yeah and i suppose a lot of people just don't know do you know what i mean and like i'm always saying it to people like there's so much grown around us like that we can get out and you know nettles dandelion leaves i think you know we'll talk about it more in a bit but at the weekend when we did your retreat when i was catering for it um, if you remember, I made those leek and courgette fritters. But for another event that I did, I, I did those with leek and nettle, you know, and people were kind of like nettle, you know, but it's such a good source of so many nutrients and antioxidants. And it's so easy to to harvest it and, and you know, have it in your diet. Totally. Like nettles, the main benefits of it would be magnesium for energy, for sleep, yeah. reduced anxiety. It's outside your goddamn back door. You can pick them coming into spring. They're in abundance. If you're short them, you can't find them. Yeah. Go to your neighbor, go to your auntie, go to your uncle. Those nettles are there for you to consume. Again, I know. Be- and then one of the things that I know we were talking about over the weekend as well was the the nettle seeds, you know, and like we, we're buying, we're going to the shops and we're buying like um, chia seeds. Do you know what I mean? When all we need to do is harvest and dry the, the seeds that grow on the nettles. You can see them. It's, you know, it's so easy. You just kind of, pick them you see that they're, they're kind of hang off it like nearly bunches of grapes hanging off the nettle you know see dry them it's the very it's even better than than the chia seeds that we're buying do you know what i mean and they're it's irish yeah you can't get better local fresh. and a really good source of protein as well you know yeah they're literally again one of those foods that everyone for the most part if you don't know what a nettle is um uh, well, you may have been living in a rock. Some people in America, yeah. listeners, that stinging nettle, uh, same thing. And again, you just harvest it. You can literally turn them upside down, put a sheet of cardboard underneath. All you have to do is literally give it a little tap and the seeds That's will it. fall directly straight onto the cardboard. You pour them into literally your porridge, your whatever you have in uh, your salads and you gain the advantage of again a high antioxidant um, seed that's literally come from the ditch of the bank where you're currently located. Yeah, it's the same thing. I, you know, I was thinking about this earlier on as well. I remember having a conversation with another chef friend of mine. Like everybody, everybody's going mad for the acai bowls at the moment. I don't know if you've ever tried it or acai, you know, there's different ways to pronounce it. But I mean, like there's a, there's a, a, a bear, it's called a sea buckthorn. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I am. I, and actually, yeah. I, this is amazing. I do a little bit of lecturing as well. And sea buckthorn is an invasive plant. But anyway, go on. But the berries from that, like yeah. it's if we if we started making like people are making, you know what I mean? Like the acai bowls and they're so popular here. Like if we started, I shouldn't be giving away my ideas now. <laughs> but, you know, like if we made a, a, a sorbet or an ice cream or something, I mean, like it's Irish. It's full of nutrients, uh, full of vitamin C. So, so good for us. You know what I mean? That's the important. That's very interesting. So. What you're actually after proposing is one way of controlling it. 
So this is what happens yeah. when you get two people together that literally are at both sides of it. You're looking to use those delicious berries, which I've heard loads about. Me, I yeah. know what it is. It's an invasive plant that actually takes over. But in, in itself, there's always a positive to that. To control yeah. it, you take the berries off because the berries are the part where the seeds are located and involved in local producers or individuals like yourself that are using that produce to make delicious, beneficial, I'm going to say foods for people. It is a, a no-brainer then, and it stops the spread of that. And everyone wins in that scenario because we have it. They have so the- many different uses, the seabuck thorn does. Like I know um, like a friend of mine, she would make an oil from them and she actually uses it in her homemade cosmetics, like moisturizer and stuff like that. There's so many different uses, but like from a culinary you know, side that I look at it, like they're so, and you can pick them and freeze them and use them, you know, like at different times in the year. They can be hard to find, but you said it's very invasive. So, you know, I know a lot of people ask me, oh, where do you find them? Um, they're coastal. Co- it's a coastal plant. I'm glad yeah. you said that. Little, yes. little tiny orange, um, little tiny orange berries and the bush is quite prickly as well. So I think you have to be quite careful picking them. <laughs> but there's a great way of identifying it. If you were at the coastline of, uh, I'm going to say, of Ireland at the minute, there's sea buckthorn, and it typically is going to again flower first. Then you'll have the berries later on in the yeah. year, and it is something that bright orange. Those berries, and you could say that again, it's something that may be similar in comparability nutritionally to the likes of the goji berries, which again shift halfway yeah. across the world. Exactly. You know, they're quite bitter and tart, but I mean, like you can, you know, there's you can add stuff to that to make it, you know, more palatable, whatever. But I, I just I, I'm going to have to try it myself because I've been thinking about it for so long. And I remember talking to a friend of mine who's a chef about it as well. So it's definitely something that I want to to try and um, maybe even try it because I know the cafe where I work in Wexford town, the trough, I mean, we do acai bowls in there, but we also, um, myself and one of the other chefs in there put on an evening, um, recently kind of experimental tasting menu. And I did include, um, nettles. I did the nettle fritters also use little things like, um, Alexander seeds. Have you ever heard of those? So it's like a, it's like, it's a wild Irish pepper. Oh my, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've been around and I've been growing a while and I haven't come across those. Fill me in. Okay, well, look it up. Alexander Seeds. And they like they're, they grow in abundance in the ditches. Just uh, You can look that one up yourself. But basically, if you put that in a pestle and mortar and grind it down, it's, it's, it's just like pepper. And it's Irish. <laughs> you know? And is it, is it peppery to taste, similar to the black pepper? So peppery. It's actually nicer than pepper. You have to go out and get some and try it. It's it's so much nicer than pepper, even. That's amazing. So we're literally set up for <laughs> salt and our more so uh, flavoring the likes of our um whatever you want to have with pepper, more so like your yep. eggs, your main meal dishes. And if you had a combination of that turmeric, that's another breadwinner. I know that you've studied and done a little bit of... um homework in relation to adding turmeric to dishes as well yeah yeah I did well I mean that would be like I did the nutrition lifestyle coaching but also the Ayurvedic cooking like I mean turmeric would be massive in Ayurvedic cooking and you know like anybody I suppose that know they always say that you should add your black pepper with turmeric to help it absorb into yeah, your increase, you're dead right yeah. increase the absorption of those yeah. anti-inflammatory properties activates it in fact so if yeah. you're, and you, you will see that in abundance, it's, we're in January now recording this, the idea is new health buzz, you'll see people turmeric, smoothies, drinks, 
and some some people may be putting it on their face. God knows what to do with it. Oh but, God, I know. I've I actually heard. I'm not. I've heard a, a very funny story about that. I'm just going to say it really quickly. But a friend of mine said that his wife read somewhere about making a turmeric paste uh, to use as a face mask. He said he got home from work and she looked like Marge Simpson. <laughs> you know how much it stains. Like that's oh, hilarious. Imagine cutting it. Don't oh make a turmeric face mask. Use it in your cooking. Don't put it on your face. <laughs> oh my god yeah turmeric is one of the high antioxidant i'm going to say spices that i'd highly recommend to people it reduces inflammation it's something yeah. that has nearly 40 times the antioxidants that any fruit or vegetable does that's why sp uh, spices and herbs would be something i'd always recommend people to add to different dishes for improved health out the other side of it and there are there other berries and things that you currently either use or um, forage for like either the hawthorn or just an example of one yeah well the like the hawthorn is it's and you know like i did i was doing an event in the summer and we did these it was called the wild table actually um with another friend chef of mine Teresa. her company is booch and beer and she does kind of ferments but we did um venison rissoles um a rissole i i know people outside of wexford think of rissole as a different thing, but it's like a little potato cake anyway um so we put venison through it and i made a hawthorn ketchup to go with it really nice really interesting um the rose hips i love making just a syrup with the rose hips like it's kind of the end of summer um so easy to make packed with vitamin c and you know you can put your if you want i usually put with the elderberries i'd usually do my spice like i'd put cinnamon star anise and clove and make it kind of really winter warmer um with the rose hip you just make a syrup out of it you can make it on honey take a spoonful of it every day or you know a nice kind of like hot toddy with it or something like that and then i mean like your blackberries you know there's like summertime is so abundant um the wild table that we did was great actually now we talked to you about it at the weekend as well but the whole kind of concept of that was another woman that we knew had a kind of permaculture garden where they grew everything so we basically used everything that was grown in the garden to 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 put on a meal for about 30 people it was and it was just it was absolutely brilliant you know it was so lovely and so nice to be able to do that yeah. so people went for a walk around the garden they seen what was grown they got to connect with it and learn about it and then sat down at the end of the day and like i would have i did a little talk on kind of foraging and stuff like that um Teresa would have done a talk on fermentation and stuff and then we ate you know lots of ferments and all the food that was grown in the garden it was it was brilliant really really good what was the dish that you ended up cooking at that particular event oh there were so many different dishes so many like we did and this is another thing as well and i you know like that that came up at the weekend with food like i think it's really it's lovely like so we did like a communal sharing table so bowls and stuff and people just took bits and pieces whatever they wanted and then you know like big long table and sat together and ate and chatted and learned from each other and that's you know i really got that vibe this the last weekend when for your retreat as well it was just so lovely to you know for me yeah i went to work but it was just so much more than that you know the the energy from people and just sitting around the table sharing food together and we even had some of the lovely carrots that you guys harvested from the garden you know what i mean it was yeah. it's special I was, I yeah. going back to that connection with food i mean we're so far removed now like a lot of people from 
you know, where our food comes from, you know, even the value put on an animal, like meat is so cheap. You know, we, we cooked our, I cooked venison, um, the big leg of venison that we had last weekend, which was absolutely gorgeous. But, you know, venison, it's one of the most sustainable meats that we could eat in Ireland. And it's, it's important that we should, if we're going to eat meat, to eat more meats like that, you know? That are local in itself. And just, I suppose, expand. Local, exactly. Yeah, we're going to expand even on this was that event that just went. So it was at Muckler Lodge in County Wicklow. It was at three days, two nights. There was a jam-packed activity plan from morning to night. There was beekeeping. There was growing. There was fermentation and inclusive of cheese making. It was amazing getting the taste of cheeses. And there was hikes inclusive of a delicious I'm going to say array of foods cooked by the majority of most well, certainly Orla. And the idea was it was focusing in on real foods, single ingredient and local and fresh and organic. The idea where possible. And it was just a treat. And it was the words I'm going to tell the listeners that one man said at the event, it was the nicest meal he had ever had out. Right. And yeah. then a credit to Orla who literally whipped up this thing with just these ingredients. Yeah. I saw the stuff going in and by God, I saw it come back out and it was completely different. And the taste and it was that whole thing about what Orla does herself. She comes into the room after cooking uh, several different dishes, comes out and announces exactly what it is, where it came from. And I suppose that's the whole idea of, I suppose, cooking from scratch and that's one of the parts that people a lot are missing. We're going to takeaways, we're getting Chinese and everything else. Yeah. For that matter, we're missing the whole digestive process. My mouth is still watering. Yeah. Um, when we hear most certainly things being chopped, but we see them visually, that's literally us salivating in the mouth, which helps the digestion process, which helps, I suppose, improve their digestion. When you improve your digestion, you improve the increased absorption of those vitamins and minerals. As a result of that, you have more energy, you thrive out the other side of it. But we're not doing the simple things. And I think it's down to like, so simple, like meal times are so important for me. And even like, I know people are busy and they're running around and they're going to work and they've got, you know, diff but like, even just to sit down with your family or your partner or whoever, do you know what I mean? To sit down in the evening anyway, if, if you can only do your dinner, if the mornings are busy, whatever, to sit down together and just enjoy a meal, you know, and take that time and appreciate the food. It's just, you know, I feel a lot of other cultures, you know, their day would really revolve around that meal time, and I think it's just so important that that we try to focus on that and include it so much in our lives, you know, and and relax and enjoy it and and make it a special thing in the day, you know, that you're you're connecting with food, you're connecting with your family, you know, you catch up with each other. How's your day been? Whatever. Yeah, and I suppose that whole weekend was literally about a community. We went outside, it really was. we harvested the potatoes, we picked up the carrots and again, yeah. dug in the fork, picked them out of the ground. You brought We brought them in, you dished them up. And again, that was the first of the harvest at that particular The local location. venison, you know? Yeah. And sure, here, well, we're at it, right? We're going to start from what was the starter that we had for uh, that main event um, uh, was it, that you had? And then we went and go through the main meal and then to the dessert. And the so we're going to start from Friday night? Well, Friday follow, follows then Saturday. Friday, yeah. I know, because I feel like Saturday was just the... the you know. <laughs> so Friday, and then we go to Saturday. Yeah, so Friday, so we had, it was the roasted butternut squash. 
um, because, you know, because the weekend was all about growing your own veg and I wanted to just include as much as I could of, you know, like squash, so easy to grow, you know, and for, for the people that were there, maybe they hadn't grown before, maybe they didn't know much about it. So I tried to use vegetables that I knew were kind of like easy to grow in season, you know, anyway, it was roasted butternut squash with um basil leaves and then a burnt aubergine uh kind of yogurt dip to go with that and toasted seeds and some rocket lovely combination and then you know like a lot of people were asking me about the dip with the burnt aubergine that's something that i learned when i was in morocco traveling and you know did a little cooking class and she was showing me about burning the aubergine on a on an open flame so if you know you have a gas cooker just burn it on that gives it such a lovely smoky flavor really really gives it a lovely depth of flavor and then for Maine, we had the, it was kind of like a tagine, um, wasn't it? So it was kind of courgette, roasted peppers, halloumi, harissa with um, rice and then lots of fresh herbs on top of that. Really tasty, wasn't it? And then, and then the dessert was orange and polenta with a cardamom cream, which oh you went for God. seconds for. <laughs> you not even say it's horrible, don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean baking is my kind of look i do i i i worked the in the trough bake. i still work there but i kind of go between the cafe and the bakery now but bacon bacon has been my thing for the last couple of years so the sweet things but I, I i do a lot of kind of healthy vegan options as well like you'll know yourself and that night it wasn't overly sweet you know i try to use honey sometimes instead of sugars and stuff like that or maple syrup um so you know there's lots of different things that you can do so it's not as sweet because i know did you say that you're not i like i wouldn't be a big i'm gonna say first you're not a big, a big sweet, yeah wouldn't be a big dessert eater but yeah. I, again i have to try um yeah just for being there on the weekend and try it twice or if not three times um yeah. but then <laughs> but then, so on, then the on the saturday night we had um we started off with the because like i said i do a lot of vegan when i when i do my retreats and parties i just generally it tends to be a lot of kind of vegan plant forward food i don't really work with meat a lot um, I do eat meat myself. A lot of people always think that I'm vegetarian or vegan, but I do in moderation. Do you know what I mean? And like, this is another point as well that, you know, we eat too much meat. And I think it's because it's so cheap as well. Like, I think if I'm buying meat, I'll buy a better quality. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it's the organic chicken or something like that. And, you know, it is a bit more expensive, but if you just eat it once a week, you know, it kind of, it, yeah, I, I just think it's better um to 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 pay that bit extra for the better quality you know so anyway for starters we had it was the the leek and courgette another two really easy things to grow as well in your polytunnel you know um leek and courgette fritters with the herby cashew cream so that was like a vegan cashew cream so soaked cashews blended into a lovely paste lots of herbs going through it and then um a kind of wild uh, garlic oil that i had kept um drizzled over the top of it um amazing like i had to go yeah. into the kitchen to sample that before everyone else sampled just in case <laughs> it was gone, gone off oh my yeah. god mouth watering stuff 
it was lovely and then and then for for mains we had and it's so funny because like i said i'm not really used to cooking meat that much and and you will remember that was a massive chunk of venison it was a whole leg all lined leg and at one point i'm thinking to myself oh my god what if this doesn't because one of the guys and do you know what made my night actually the guy who told me that it was the nicest combination of food on a plate that he'd ever had he was saying to me beforehand you know that he'd usually cook his lamb for like eight hours and this is at three o'clock and I was putting the thing in and dinner was at six. And I was thinking, oh, my God, what if this is not cooked, you know? And I think you can vouch for it yourself. It was absolutely beautiful and so tender. Um, It just, yeah, it worked out really well. But with the ven, I marinated it for two days in red wine and port, which tend and pineapple as well. Um, There's different fruits. Pineapple is one of them that will break down if you want to tenderize your meat. Like if you've got a steak or anything, if you put a pineapple with it, it'll break down the proteins and um, it'll tenderize the meat for you. And it, it works really, really well. So that's what I did. I, the Friday night, chopped up loads of pineapple and put it in with the venison. So I think that probably helped as well. And then we had the organic kale and broccoli, um, whole roasted cauliflower with a lovely hazel butter, a lovely recipe that was passed on for me, uh, to me from a, a friend of mine, chef, absolutely beautiful combination. Then we had lovely carrots that you guys picked that day and baby roast potatoes with comfy garlic. And then the jus that went with the venison, that for me, was just absolutely Delicious. gorgeous. Yeah, tell people how you actually made that because when I looked at it, I was like, when I heard about the wine combination, I was like, I don't know what I really like that now. And I said, look, I so berries, it. you know, blackberry, um, blackcurrant, anything like that pairs really well with venison. So, um, I did blackcurrant and port jus. So basically, half bottle of port, <laughs> um, blackcurrant. And then all your juices from your meat into a pot and just keep reducing it down until you have a lovely rich jus and it just finish it off so well. Another for anybody who is thinking about, you know, like trying venison and cooking venison, because I think we definitely should eat more of it. The one thing, you know, because I was trying to do my research before I cooked it. So and I think it made a difference as well. Your resting time with that type of meat is nearly as important as your cooking time. So for that leg of venison, um, you know, I when I took it out of the oven, I left it for about 40 minutes because it doesn't have a lot of fat in it. So it just kind of keeps all the juices in. If you cut into that straight away, it's just going to bleed or you know it's a, you know yourself when you cut into a steak so for anybody who wants to try it that's a good tip don't cut into it leave it rest no and the final the one that they're all waiting for <laughs> the dessert on the second day the dessert i know i make that so much and i do when i'm doing different uh, dinner parties people love that so it's a vegan it's so simple vegan tort and the, the, it's just a, a ganache and it's literally just made with dark chocolate and coconut milk and a little uh, few drops of maple syrup. That's it. And then your base kind of nuts, uh, dates, anything, you know, like kind of blitzed up and that's your base and a little bit of coconut oil. And then I did the salted date caramel, clementine kind of sour cream and then the hazelnut crunch 
yeah, it was a lovely combination together. Oh my god, I've never eaten a dessert so slowly in my life. And when you put it out, right, and then people just not talking, no one talking. Yeah. Like, I know I have to say I came away from that weekend well look Coleman you know you yourself you're just such a, a ball of energy you know and and I did I put that on my Instagram afterwards because I came away from that weekend you know people say like that your cup has just been filled you know that's the way I felt just the energy you know the food was lovely everybody enjoyed it so much we went for a dip in the river it was just such a magical weekend it really was I suppose it's about those uh, people coming together, right, to do those yeah. healthy practices. And even yourself, I suppose, were influenced in the better. And that's what you want to be doing. We did the grounding session. We did the cold yeah. dip. And then you mentioned just before we pressed record, you were in the sea yourself getting back into it because you know yeah. how good you felt. Everyone felt good. But Jesus was cold. I'm going to tell you, it was one of the coldest um, dips <laughs> I've done cold. in a while. And the river, like, it wasn't a deep river, lads. But it was about three and no. a half foot. So you had to jump and go in. So it made it a little more difficult. Plunged it. Oh, no, we all felt great after. It was just, it was absolutely brilliant. It was really, really such a good weekend. When are you doing the next one? I'm dying to go. To... <laughs> oh, I'm dying we'll to go. We'll stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Again, I'm going to say it may be leaning towards the spring, maybe March is um, the, the whole idea of it. Again, bringing people Great. who want to literally grow their own, become more sustainable, do healthy activities from likes of beekeeping was one of the ones. And we might even change it up the next day. We, the, we had the likes of canning. There was the likes of the fermenting and the cheese making yeah. and the growing, of course, with myself. And then all the foods in combination together cooked by uh, yourself, Orla, is something that when went down an absolute treat yeah another thing that i've taken away actually after the weekend is the lovely milk kefir that we got from courtney from hips and halls um i don't know if you took some yourself but i've been drinking that every day and it's just it's amazing it's amazing you know i took away so much from that weekend yeah i'm sickened because I, I forgot mine and all my oh no, no when, my, when mine grows i'll pass you some on <laughs> i know i love that and that's the whole idea when one person has it to get the to get the next person looking after themselves uh kefir is a fermented food it's something that again improves your gut health that has massive knock-on effects to uh, better skin better mood 90 percent of your serotonin producing your gut all those things are literally as part of all, any of those organic kind of fitness retreats that we'll be doing in the near, near future. Orla, you tell me, right, and the listeners, where is the best place for them to get in contact with yourself and or if they want to book you in for any events in the near future in 2024? Okay, so my pages on Instagram is the Wild Soul Kitchen. Um, I kind of share, you know, recipes and pictures and different things like that. So you can just send me a little DM on that. You know, that's usually how people kind of contact me. And if you want to taste any of my delicacies, if you're in the Wexford area, you can pop into the Trough Cafe, which is lovely for my, for now it's not just me in the bakery, myself and the girls, loads of different uh, vegan treats and healthy options and stuff like that. And, you know, and also keep an eye on that because we're kind of, we're going to be doing more pop-up, evening meals there kind of like tasting menus and stuff like that and it's a great way like I said you know myself and the other chefs that do we try to use seasonal ingredients foraged ingredients so definitely keep an eye on that because we're planning to do a lot more of those and um yeah so that's the best way really 
to find me. <laughs> I'll put all and tag all those um, most certainly in the likes of the show notes so people can literally go down, click and go directly over to the likes of your own page. And Orla, thanks so much for coming on. And I always end these shows by saying, stay tuned, stay classy and keep it organic. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.